what are you doing for your jack-o'-lantern this year? I don't know. I'm toying around with doing like a crazy face again, but I'm trying to just like work with the shape of the pumpkin because it's kind of tilted. Uh, if you look at it from one angle, it's kind of tilted. So I was going to try to work it where the eye is a little bigger, but just not. I drew a couple things and I just didn't really like anything that I drew. I think I'm going to go with a cat bat. It's a cat that's also a bat. <laughs> uh, we bought our pumpkins today, and Aaron said, when I showed him the pumpkin I was interested in, that if I could carry it, I could have it. And I could carry it. I definitely had to rest it on several things while we waited in line, but I did carry it. She did carry it, folks. Like, I did not help her. <laughs> it was. It, I think I'm, I'm not playing to exaggeration. It is a very big and heavy pumpkin. <laughs> it, it is quite... Um, in a sea of five dollar pumpkins, it was. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna let you say that again. Fresh with the. Oh, I, I'll I'll t- do a second. Okay. <coughs> Silence. Quiet on set. It was quite gorgeous. In a sea of five dollar pumpkins, this is a twenty dollar pumpkin. <laughs> Just so we're all aware of what we're dealing with here. <laughs> <laughs> What's the secret of life? In a sea of being, or a sea of. <laughs> Uh, $5 pumpkins. Be a $20 pumpkin, honey. If I can't be good, I'm sure as hell gonna be extra. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and he's gonna be Aaron. And she's gonna be Elizabeth. And, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea. Welcome, everyone, to our final 2021 spooky Halloween episode. It's so spooky. It feels like we just did this. <laughs> Our schedules aren't crazy or anything. It is almost Halloween, and Halloween is actually going to be on a weekend again. Woohoo! Miracle of miracles. Yay. I remember last year, like, people were like, don't fuck this up for me. Like, Halloween is on a full moon, and, like, there's, like, six fr- Friday the 13th. There wasn't six, but, like, there's so many things, and people are kept... We not had, wearing their masks. We had so many good things we could have had. But now, you know, I'm, I'm excited for Halloween. We've got... You are? I, I am, because <laughs> we have... The day of, I'm not really, like, looking forward to. Oh, uh, I like it because we have nephews. And so I can still dress up on Halloween without someone giving me funny looks. As if I was ever going to stop just people giving funny looks. <laughs> as, it, as of this recording, we don't even know if they're going trick-or-treating this year. Uh, well, may- maybe not, but I do work with children. And if you think I'm not dressing up every day this... <laughs> I think you've got another thing coming. Uh, But we thought that we would do something a little different this year for our final Halloween episode. Before we get into that, let's go ahead and do the plug party. Sounds good. You can find us on Facebook at Married to the Idea. You can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, You can check us out on our website, marriagetotheidea.weebly.com. And if you want to throw some sweet dosh our way, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash marriagetotheidea, where we post episodes early, do behind-the-scenes content, and really enjoy sweet, cold, hard cash. It still throws me that you do the the dosh thing. It's like about ready for you to like point at your forearm and go, sheesh. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I do hang out with, with children a lot. I've, She's I've, a teacher. I've assumed their customs and their ways. <laughs> we How just do saw people like? Are they still going along with their ways? Whatever. Exactly. We just saw a new meme that I don't understand, but I know that all the kids oh, are going to be referencing new. it. It's and not new. Okay, it's, so it's the fact that I finally found out means that it's finally reached peak obsolescence <laughs> <laughs> when it's become not obscured or known by elizabeth hines then it is no longer exactly it, it, that's the uh, the the peak and it's now all down here from here 
Well, I'm sure if you guys are like us, you have your favorite Halloween movies and TV shows that you like sure, to I'm enjoy. Share in the comments below. <laughs> what you like to watch this very spooky season. And we talked about a lot of stuff in the past. Um, but I think one of the things that's really become a Halloween staple for us is our Bob's Burgers Halloween special episodes. Yeah, we, um, we've we become such a huge fan of Bob's Burgers. We're looking forward to the movie that's coming out soon. There's a movie? Yes. What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I actually didn't know this. There's a movie coming out? Yes. They announced it years ago. It was supposed to actually oh. like get done with production in 2020, but because of COVID, it got pushed back quite a bit. Okay, okay. Well, I still didn't <laughs> know anything knew, about it. You know, I, I, I had a conversation with you about this, because I even told you it was going to be a musical. Do you enjoy my goldfish-like memory wipes, where I can enjoy things anew as if I never knew about them? <laughs> I know you don't, but I'm going to pretend you do. Anywho, we're big fans of Bob's Burgers, or at least one of us is. I'm, I'm People are going to be saying, ah, oh, she's a fake fan, didn't know about the movie coming out. <laughs> fake gamer girl. Fake gamer girl. Oh, no. Uh, so we're looking for now at least looking forward to the movie that's coming out now soon. Now that I know, tell me again in two years. We've been in uh, rewatching the whole series. Like, that's kind of our comfort show. We do that, Futurama, and, like, YouTube videos right now. Honestly, we do. Uh, and we need to we need to just find a series to hop into again. I know. Well, we're supposed to. We wanted this year to do trios of horror episodes, and maybe we'll do that again in the future. Yeah, we're. It's been a while since I've watched the trios of horror, and I want to kind of go through and like find what people say are the best ones, and then kind of go through it ourselves. So, uh, but we've gone through all ten episodes, all ten Halloween episodes. The past 12 seasons of Bob's Burgers. Um, not only have we ordered them from uh, worst to best, we've also ranked the kids' costumes. We are going to talk about the B-plots for all of these. And I don't know. And a fourth thing? Because I didn't plan for a fourth thing. And I don't know if we're going to have the same favorite oh, number no. one. We have I, no idea. We've not compared. So. I, I do think we will. I think the rest of the list is going to be where you and I differ from. So what is your worst episode? Because I want to start worst and get to the best you always start number 10 and you go to number one okay so for me the worst episode is the wolf of wark street no really yeah why <laughs> I, he looks so so hurt personally by this revelation oh man oh uh, so for context we did actually just re-watch all of these including the newest one um, that like only premiered like a week or two ago. Yes, we wanted to get them all out of the gate. Um, yeah. For me, uh, do you want to give the synopsis of The Wolf of Wharf Street? I don't know. Like, you're, you're so judgmental tonight. <laughs> um, the Wolf of Wharf Street, uh, there is a heavy fog on Halloween night, so Linda takes the kids trick-or-treating. There's also been rumors and sightings of a wolf uh, going through the town, um, so Linda makes uh, sure the kids are okay, but when nobody's out trick-or-treating, there's no one really giving candy, Linda decides to up the ante a little bit by having, uh, like, actually going and looking for the wolf. Um, and then Bob is, meanwhile, laid up with a pair of crutches and is taking pills that kind of make him paranoid, so he's not sure if uh, their friend Teddy is uh, the wolf or not, or if he's there to kill them or something like that. 
Um, I guess the reason I put the lowest on the list is because I don't like in the end or the entire way through how Linda's trying so hard to be. Oh, cool. spoilers! Uh, FYI, if you've not seen any of these, go watch them. But yeah, spoilers, just in case. I guess for me, the reason it's so low on the list is because I don't like how it makes Linda this cool mom who willingly puts her kids in danger to be cool mom. It's not in her character, I don't think. She would never purposely put her kids in danger. And while it is fun to see, like, Bob losing his mind, we already did this with the Thanksgiving absinthe uh, episode, and I think different, they do it Different much ways better. of losing their minds, I will I will say that. So. I think Bob going crazy are some of my happiest points. Whenever he's laid up on pain pills or going loopy, I really enjoy those episodes. But this one, the payoff wasn't as good. The lesson we already knew. I don't know. I don't really think Bob's Burgers... I mean, Bob's Burgers does teach messages in their some of their episodes. I don't really think this one had a message, necessarily. Well, here, I think I, that I think literally it is, like... Linda was trying to be the cool mom, and, like, she she did try to get away at multiple points. So, I think if I hadn't watched this recently, I think I would agree with you, but because we just watched it, I was unable to see that, like, oh, no, she's just, she's just trying to be a cool mom, because the kids kind of prefer Bob in different ways than Linda and vice versa. I just think by season eight, they've already established that that's not true anymore, that they, I don't know. I agree that not every Chibi show has to have a moral, but Chibi show, <laughs> show. But uh, Halloween and Christmas episodes, I often think, do have a message to share, and I think that's what makes them really good. I think morality plays actually roll really well when there's intense joy or intense fear being associated with them. So for me, my rankings list is based on like the both scary and positive feelings I get out of the episode. <laughs> That's a much deeper way of interpreting these uh, episodes than what I did. So I'm sorry. Am I taking a cartoon too seriously again? A little bit, but um, so have I with this exact series. So <laughs> my number 10 is actually Heartbreak Hotel Oween. Really? Really. Especially re-watching this, the, uh, the only payoff, quote-unquote, is uh, Luis learning the same message or same thing that she's learned multiple times and how she can be you know single-minded is one of the things she gets from her dad and she wants vengeance on these people that in reality didn't really do anything wrong it stunk that it happened that way but you know both both parties overreacted in the situation uh you know i didn't put it very high it's on the top six for me but i definitely put it higher than that yeah i there's only a couple of reasons that this, the my number nine did a little better than number ten. I just I don't care for the story much at all. Um, I feel like Louise is kind of one note in this one. I I like Tina in this because Tina does kind of assert herself. There's a cool dynamic between Tina and Louise. Like you see similarities between them and their mother and their aunt with the two of them, but like. Gail is so much less self-assured and, like, the world will end in certain ways type thing. Um, but Louise isn't Linda. Linda isn't Louise, and Gail isn't Tina, and so on and so forth. Um, but I do see some similarities. But I think the relationship between and why – I kind of wish I had put this one a little lower now – why other episodes where they focus on Linda and Tina – or Linda – in Gale 
I don't like them. I don't like their relationship as much as I like Linda or Louise's and Tina's. Um, so I did like that, but there's uh, there's better episodes for that out there. Um, the one where she like she doesn't like say anything to Louise, but like Louise like says what she is basically feeling at that moment. Okay, yeah, um, I know that episode. I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say blah blah blah. Yeah, I, I can't think of that. I episode. do love I do love that part too. I actually thought it was full bars, but it wasn't because we were it. It might have been full bars. Actually, I think it was. Oh, okay. Okay, so that that does help. So that does help kind of reinforce my point a little bit. So they have better moments of that. I do like the mystery kind of gets solved, but it was super obvious from the beginning. Um, and then I did not like this the bu- the B plot at all. Like the blood thing, you know, that's great. It's life saving. I think the the people who are taking the blood were super pushy. I think t- Teddy gets two points or gets points gets to certain mentalities where he is too much to handle. And like Bob is a curmudgeon and a stick in the mud. Teddy is too much at times. And this is one of those uh, situations and like I don't I just don't like the B plot at all. And it's not because of blood or getting poked or like a jealousy that because I can't donate blood. Um, for reasons I won't go into right now, I'm not really ashamed of it. It's just shit I can't control, really. Um, but I don't care for the B plot at all. Okay. Well, how about we go into number nine? So number nine. Um, what do you have for number nine? I think people are gonna get mad at me about this one. I have Tina Witch. Uh, Tina Witch is low on the list for me too. Um, I think a I lot don't of people like really like this one for Tina's like ingenuity and in costumes, and I think. I think that's why I have such positive associations with, but I really just don't think it just, I have better, I have better Tina episodes in this list and better ones as far as spooks and scares go. I I don't like the, the, the crossing guard, but I mean, that's, she's not a likable character. I do like Mr. Ambrose. Anytime he's, I really do like Mr. Ambrose. Mr. Ambrose is kind of the, um, of course I'm a witch. There's witches everywhere. God. Uh, (laughs) Of course I'm not a witch. What are you saying? That shut up. They can hear you. Like Billy Eichner, just everything about Billy Eichner. And as far as uh, Tammy getting her comeuppances, again, I have better episodes in this list. With yeah, I heard, get Ta- better comeuppances. Tammy is not the worst character in the show. It's she Jimmy is Jr. one of the worst. Jimmy Jr. is the fucking worst. He's Come the worst. at me. He is. He does not have a single redeeming quality. His father has redeeming qualities and he, he does not agreed, agreed he is agreed. the literal fucking worst in the show he, <laughs> if there was a villain it would be jimmy jr <laughs> and zeke was the mad pooper yes. like straight up of course he was straight up there have been villains who are not as bad as jimmy jr <laughs> uh yeah for me uh tina which i like all the spells that she cast but i do feel like again not especially spooky episode I don't really get that fun witchy dread. There are some fun moments with her, like just being confident and self-assured, just walking through the halls and getting what she wants. Um, but yeah, very um, the craft. Yeah, but I guess the climax isn't enough when we compare to some of the more creative and exciting ones that we have here on the list. Uh, what was your number nine, Aaron? Uh, my number nine was Pig Trouble in Little Tina. Oh, that one's really high for me. Really? Yeah. Okay, so. For those of you who know us, um, it, you'll not you'll understand you'll see that this being kind of weird. But for those of you who don't know Liz and I personally, 
I actually do like horror movies to to an extent, but I do like horror movies. Gore doesn't always get me. I don't always get gore, but that doesn't chase me off sometimes. Like Saw is like my trash. I watch it all, or not all the time, but I, I anytime a new one comes out, I still need to see Jigsaw though. I think that one. I didn't hear a lot of good things, but I liked Spiral when m- many people didn't. So here we are. And Liz does not like gore. This was a very gory episode. Mm-hmm. Like. They touched on some gore. I, I'm actually I not surprised right. it's not in the uh, haunting the the Bob's Burgers like section for Halloween episodes on Hulu. Yeah, they don't craft it in that, but it absolutely is. I think the reason that uh, we'll get to more why I like it, uh, but uh, that is surprising to me. I think as far as Halloween episodes goes, it really hits a lot of Halloween points. Yeah, I mean it's very Nightmare on Elm Street, um, which they use that name on a different at a different time. I get that that they're not always like lined up, but it's just. Again, it's just Jimmy Jr. being terrible. Um, crap, Tammy being terrible. Uh, other people being terrible. It's just not a good episode overall. The cool part is when they're in the dream near the episode, into the episode. That's kind of fun. I did like the dream persona, personas of Gene uh, and Louise. I like that's how, and I do like the the sibling sibling camaraderie that's who she picks to help her you know her her subconscious um i don't really like the payoff i and then what was the b plot for this one oh know. it's the earwax oh my gosh the yeah. earwax like just no <laughs> i i have problems with my ears draining too so like that's a legitimate fear for me so that's just like uh, like one step too far i uh I vibe with Linda during this. Are you turned on right now? Maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, pig trouble. I uh, Tina has to dissect a pig and makes fun of it, and her subconscious is, like, basically, she gets haunted by this this fetal pig who is, like, not as good-looking as other ones. Teenagers would be mean for the weirdest things. Yeah, exactly. And what was it? Um, I, I even said it the last when we watched it recently. Uh, Tammy's friend. Um, Tammy and Jocelyn. 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 She's like hot sauce. Good in small doses. <laughs> uh Jocelyn can be hilarious and have some of the best lines. She she got too much in this episode. Uh my number eight. We're moving up the list. Mm-hmm. The pumpkin inning. Yeah, that's that's a little uh it's low for me. It's not number eight. N- number eight is Tina Witch uh for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the pump, the pumpkin inning, I like. It's the most recent episode, so we haven't we're, had yeah, as much time to sit with it and think on it. We're and we're going to try to be spoiler free for this one. Okay. Is that is that, is that fair? Because uh, sure. Um, you can. It just premiered. Yeah, but you can tell me what what's the horror movie that it's parodying. I know what you did last summer. I think I think it's kind of pushing on that one a little bit, or taking that like something in the past coming back to haunt you kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, I like this episode for its atmosphere. It does do a very good job of laying that um, that uneasiness, that kind of eerie quality. Mm-hmm. And I do like the idea at the end, talking about why this all happened uh, and Gail and Linda's relationship. I think that's really nice because at the end, there's a sentiment that Gail expresses that really strikes me as real. And I did like it. And it really feels like their relationship is like 
now more explained now can be different but we've had and again i'm not going to go in too deep into the reasons why but we've had episodes like this in the past where essentially this kind of situation has happened not in this exact uh exact you're scenario. thinking of when uh where but Gale you, and you Bob can't you can't no i'm not <laughs> That is that is an example, yes, but you without spoiling without anything. Without spoiling it, I don't I, think this exact sentiment has been talked about. In no, show. but it's very similar ones, and I I just I didn't feel like I did like the end payoff, um, because they get the notes, and I like who it, it's revealed for the notes. Yeah, too, I thought that was that, really funny. <laughs> that was that part was really funny. Um, I didn't like the the whole candy thing. I thought that was kind of dumb, truthfully. I do like at the end again the payoff for the candy. I think all the payoffs were the, nice, the very but it was a slow payoffs. build. And that's yeah. why it's low it on my list sl- for me. It was it was it's a snail's pace. Now when Gail and Linda go and try to figure out what's going on, that I do agree it does build up some suspense and some atmosphere. So that's why it's not the lowest one for me. But it was like it was. I knew which one was going to be number one, and I knew which one was going to be maybe number two. Like, the top two or three spots, I kind of knew, and I knew what the bottom one was going to be, because, and then I built from there. Um, I do kind of wish I had switched around just a little bit, but I, I'm going to stick with this It's too late. <laughs> you can't <Yeah>. do anything. <laughs> I, d- I did a poll, and uh, this was the majority vote. My uh, number seven was Heartbreak hotel Halloween. I enjoyed the murder mystery aspect uh, I enjoyed all these characters hanging out at the hotel and the mystery being solved. And I did like the idea of letting go of revenge. Um, and I thought it had some genuinely spooky scares. Um, I liked it when they walked up to the hotel room and she's just there saying like, oh, dinner's here. Like, it was it was genuinely a little creepy with all the candles and stuff uh, going. Yeah, but each I would say each episode has at least one kind of creepy moment. Um, but I... Uh, what is this number seven? This is number seven. Mine is pumpkining. Okay, um, so we were kind of playing with each other a lot in the seven, eight, nine category. We we're just like, if we'd slightly switched it around, yeah, we, we would have, have been, agreed on a few of them. Yeah, um, I, the yeah, the heartbreak, uh, hotel Halloween. I just like I said, I don't like the B plot and uh, the, eh, I mean. Tina kind of stepping up. I think Gene kind of gets, which is weird because he's usually the, like one of the more bigger, uh, ca- uh, not characters, but personality on the show. He's usually kind of sidelined for these. Like there's not been a Gene centric Halloween episode yet. No, I agree. Um, yeah. Like looking through these, he's, he's involved with the other kids, but like, uh, the haunting is Tina or not Tina, Luis, uh, Tina, which is Tina, and then Pig, Pig Trouble, Most Tina. Most of them are Tina-based, honestly, yeah. or Louise-based. I don't think Gene gets many episodes based on him. But when he does, they're a little bit more memorable. Um, because, like, you have the ones based on um, him and uh, Courtney. Um, him yeah. and Bob doing anything together, I think, yeah, really those works are, well. Oh, I, the I, mushroom I, one or the yeah. copters one. <laughs> right, Little Hard Dad. Little Hard Dad. Um, how about this? We'll do our number sixes and then... Oh, in uh, OT, the outside toilet. Yes. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, we'll do our number sixes and then the halftime. When we come out from halftime, we'll talk costumes for the kids. See which ones we liked best and who had the most memorable ones. And then we'll talk about our top five. Okay. I think I'm understanding. We didn't do this in rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> rehearsal. Good one, Eric. All right. Uh, number <laughs> six. For me, number six is Nightmare on Ocean Avenue. Nightmare on Ocean Avenue is a little higher up for me. Um, uh, we'll talk about that in just a second. I've got number six is Tina and the Real Ghost. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I have some problems with this episode, but not as many as like um, Pig Trouble Little Tina. So um, I, I put that one a little high for me. Uh, but let's 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 do um, Nightmare on Ocean Avenue, which is kind of higher up for me. I. The, it gets scary. I forgot that at the end of this, how scary it got. They're playing with the idea that someone is stealing all the kids' candy. Yeah, and they're, they're wondering who it is. They keep thinking it's other kids in the night. They're interviewing them. They're all trying to keep their candy safe. Uh, when they finally do catch them, they start running after them and chase them into this haunted mansion ride at the wharf. And it actually gets pretty scary. Uh, the teenagers are even afraid to go in. And so the little kids go in to try and well, apprehend them. They do this great stuff with this red light and no light. It's, it's very tense. And yeah, I, I like that part of it. But I don't think there's enough happening in the main story until that point to make it higher up on the list for me. Well, see, I like the idea. I th- and I think I like the I- the concept itself where the businesses are open, but they're also giving away candy and stuff like that. Because uh, the B-plot for this one, um, Teddy competes with another handyman to make the storefront be uh, like the best it could be in like compete against each other. That one's fine. It's not my favorite by a long shot, but um, again, it's Teddy being a little bit too much, but Bob kind of gets in on it. When Bob gets enthusiastic about stuff, the show gets a little better, um, just because he's not enthusiastic about things and, <laughs> or it's more so when he's enthusiastic with other people, if it's just him by itself, then it's not as good, um, as it is when he's enthusiastic with other people, <laughs> uh, like Hawk and Chick or uh, yeah. Little Hard Dad or something like that. But, um, so your number six, my yes. number six Tina and the Real Ghost. Uh, a uh, bug or pest control guy comes in and tells them that their uh, their restaurant is haunted, and so uh, they do a Ouija board and they think they capture a uh, a ghost in a box who says that he's a thirteen year old boy. So Tina starts hanging out with him and essentially starts dating him, and it's just. <laughs> It's so cringy, thirteen-year-old stuff, but it's it, the way they handle it is is good. The box becomes popular with the teens or like teens. Why do you not like it then? I again, it's Jimmy Junior being Jimmy Junior. Like this is one of the great examples of him just being terrible. He gets jealous of a box <laughs> because Tina is interested in the box, like. But won't actually date Tina. But won't actually date Tina. And it again, Jimmy Jr. Jimmy Jr. has never been redeemed in this show. And I don't say this because I want the showrunners to eventually redeem him, because he's the fucking worst. His dad is terrible, but his dad actually has been making improvements subtly beyond just like the one episode where like he actually like has to interact with Bob in a nice way. Or actually in a couple different ways. Like they've like actually been having Jimmy Pesto slowly get uh, to be a better person. Sorry. I could literally rant about Jimmy Jr. for hours. And he so will. I, not not tonight. So th- <laughs> this kind of touches on that a little bit. Um, I, I, Louise being herself and Jean, uh, again, not really getting a lot of attention <laughs> in these episodes. Um, and then what was the B plot for this one? Um, uh, oh, the, the ghost investigators. That was dumb. 
it, it wasn't bad. I did like the the ghost investigators a little bit. <laughs> like, and this is Tim. He's our president. He won by a landslide. One vote. I voted for him. He. I think he deserves the job. And it's just, I thought that was like their dynamic was funny, but it, the payoff sucked. And um, uh, Tina and the real ghost uh, or the, the the box ghost Jeff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I made that joke. The box ghost. Woo! Beware. <laughs> um, hopefully that didn't just blow out people's eardrums. Um, it just, it was not as strong as the other ones. Um, because the ones that are coming up, I don't think we've, I think we've only had one major difference. Bottom five, top five. I believe so. So we're going to, we're about to get into some very fine minutiae and I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, but let's do our halftime in the meantime. Sure. Two sponsors enter. One sponsor leaves. Um, as I'm still waiting on some information from our new, uh, other new sponsor, we are sponsored again this week by Lucky 13 uh, Tattoo After. I'm going to bring this mic with me so I can actually talk into it. There you go. Uh, Lucky 13's Tattoo Aftercare is a natural tattoo balm that restores and refreshes the original colors to help fight tattoo fading. Um, and it is fairly affordable, but we can actually make it more affordable for you if you are inked out there. Um, you can enhance your body art with our tattoo afterline care. Heal, hydrate, protect, and brighten your ink. Uh, you just go in, and whenever you finish your order, you put in the coupon code of Married to the Idea. It's M A R R I E D T O T H E I D E A. Married to the Idea uh, for, I think, 25% off. Correct. I personally have the. We're gonna get better at this because we had we had we had help from Audible. You were so excited for your sponsor, Aaron. Yeah. I'm really happy that you found one. Next time, could we have a script? <laughs> I don't have one. That's the problem. Should I'm we making write a script? Probably. <laughs> uh, I have the tattoo balm tube. The tattoo balm tube. The tattoo balm tube. Uh, that I use, uh, I've got a couple uh, pieces of ink on my body, hoping to make it more soon. And I am, uh, and it's been very helpful. It hydrates my skin. I do have some skin issues, and it helps with those, but also while keeping my ink looking sharp. Liz, tell us about our uh, a challenger this week. <laughs> uh, our challenger this week is me. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Scandalous. That's the real Halloween twist right there. Uh, this is highly localized, and you'll only be finding out about it the day before it happens. But I'm going to be doing a Meet the Artist event at Marble City Sweets, which is a bakery and sweet shop here in town. Um, it's going to be a, a whole Halloween event. Uh, and Marble City Sweets has been really awesome hanging up my artwork for the past couple of months. I'm going to be doing my Day of the Dead pieces there, the Disney Day of the Dead princesses there. Um, and I'll have some fresh prints huh, and stickers and all sorts of stuff. I'm going to be dressed up in a costume, and you should come dress up too because you get special deals if you come dress up in costume. Uh, in addition to muffins and macrons and cakes, macrons. Um, the thing I like most about uh, Marble City Sweets right now is their cocoa bombs, which is literally a bath bomb for your hot chocolate. Steam the milk. Drop this bomb in there, and it turns into a hot chocolate. Is that the thing? That That's exactly oh. what we have. Yep. That's so cool. We're I'm be, excited. We're going to try it out this week, taste it. Uh, they're doing um, – I got the cookies and cream one, 
but they also have a milk chocolate one and a spicy one that has red in it for just a little spice in your chocolate if you're that kind of person who enjoys that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, if you are in the area at Marble City Suites, uh, Saturday, stop by to get some fun things on the 30th for Halloween. Come dressed in costume. And if you want to snag one of my Day of the Dead Disney Princess prints, I'll be there from 2 to 4. So, yes, check out both of those, uh, and especially if you want to see my lovely wife in uh, some amazing costumes. That's going to be the place to go. Uh, we're also, Aaron and I, we are also going to be dressed up at Nirvana Comics that same day, earlier in the day, for their House of a Thousand Comics Halloween event. There will be lots of cool gifts and a special mystery door that you can only enter if you are a subscriber. Ooh. If you want to learn more about that, Aaron and I do a show Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock on the Nirvana Comics Facebook and Instagram page. Tomorrow's Comics Today, talking about comics that are coming out this week. Uh, and we'll tell you guys more about that if you're interested in coming. Um, but now, Aaron, we have a whole list of amazing costumes. Which of the kids do you think was best dressed for Halloween? Oh, it wasn't so much best dressed because the, each one of them had, like, uh, some really great costumes. Um, I know, like, there's a couple, like, flashbacks. I don't think we really got into them, he said questioningly. I think we should just pick what our favorites are. I, I, that's what I have. Excellent. So, you're, so like you're going a different direction? No, go ahead. Tell me what your favorites are. All right. So, um, going youngest to oldest, uh, Luis, I love the... <laughs> I misspelled it. Um, the dragon with a girl tattoo. Um, I spelled misspelled it as Dargan. Uh, Jean, uh, I really like the 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 original one. Uh, Queen Latifah in her U N I T Y phase, and then Tina is actually the most recent one. Um, I don't know if I should spoil it or not. Actually, now I think about it. Yeah, I don't think you can because it's also my favorite too, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, but the most recent episode, uh, I really love the pun that we'll, Tina does. We'll, we'll just we'll leave it at that. We'll say we both really like that newest newest one for Tina. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some a couple funny ones from her from Tina, which uh, that I would give uh, reference to. Um, Mommy, Mommy was kind of a fun little Mommy. Very, very classic. Oh, you're a fun, cool mommy. Well, that's why you're wearing those jeans, right? Those are cool, fun jeans. No. <laughs> uh, for me, my favorite jean costume's got to be Turner and Hooch. I love the interactions. I'm my own best friend. I love the interactions he has with himself. Er, down, down, boy. Uh, really good. <laughs> Time to get my wiener massage. Um, down, boy. The uh, unfortunately, the I think the best one is the most recent Louise one, but I also hate it the most for the reference it makes. So I'm not going to say it's my favorite. I actually really like that she picks. Um, <laughs> Edward Scissorhands is very good, and I also really love her being Anton Sugar in No Country for Old Men. But my absolute favorite has to be her dressed up as Ryan Gosling from the hit trailer Drive. <laughs> just not even the movie, just the trailer and, yeah. and her scorpion jacket. <laughs> I have a honorable mention. Uh, it, not one of the kids, but one of my favorite costumes, uh, just in general. Uh, the share riff. I do. Linda's uh, from uh, Wolf of Warp Street. It is a very good one. I do appreciate that one as well. Um, so, yeah, that's there, there's some really creative and clever, like, I mean, this is a show that, like, thrives on puns and stuff like that. Look at episode titles. Look at the, the shop next doors. Uh, or the, the extermination van yeah. that drives by. It's the couch gag, but done better. I think so, honestly. Yeah. It's really fantastic. It's a great evolution of that idea. Yeah. Um, my number five 
favorite episode of our Halloween Bugs Burger list is Pig Trouble in Little Tina. We discussed why you didn't like it. For me, I really like that it's spooky and gory. I think that's a good Halloween stuff. And yet stuff. you don't watch actual scary movies. I, I can't tell you what, I can't tell you, Aaron. I get creeped out by stuff. I, there, there will be an episode that we talk about that actually did, like, give me a nightmare. So oh, no we are, kidding. We are going to... We will get to that. Um, I had I, a dream last <laughs> night that we were. Wa- I was at a movie theater. They didn't have enough seats, so they put up like folding chairs, and then <laughs> I end up sitting in like the, the the floor like where the stairs are, and like but getting like cozied up with a blanket, and it was kind of nice. But I just I just remember that. I have this idea about telling dream stories. Do you want to hear it? Don't. <laughs> no, no, God, no! None of these so mean. <laughs> no. There's probably plenty of people like here. We don't want to hear about you. No, so uh, we just watched uh, that comedy special, uh, and he tells this story, uh, Randy Feltface, oh. and he tells this story about uh, buying a, a bookcase off of Gumtree. You and need to watch it. If you've not watched it, Just go Google watch all it. that. It's very, very good. Uh, Randy buys a book or a bookcase on Gumtree. Uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic story, and at the end of it, I uh. won't tell what he says, but what I think that we should do is when we want to tell stories about our dreams, we just ignore the, I had a dream last night, where... Just don't say that part. Just say, so I was in the movie theater, and they didn't have enough folding chairs. So I had to, like, sit on the floor with a blanket. <laughs> but it was so pretty cool. I mean, if you want to sound and like then, an insane no, person. No, I don't think that's an insane thing to say. And at the end, you can yeah, say, at the end, they can say, like, that's unbelievable. Like, yeah, it was a dream. <laughs> <laughs> then they're invested and interested, and then it's more like a fun joke at the end. Oh, so my that's, God. I'm going to start doing that you from now on. You try that one time with friend of the podcast, Jonathan. My and mom had my you. sister's face, and it was super weird. But we made pancakes, and I guess everything was okay. What? It was a dream. Oh. You get to do that a total of once before the person like starts figuring it out. Or you have to spread it out enough where they forget about or it. Or I start having really awesome real-life situations happen to me, which could be misconstrued as dreams and having to guess, was that a dream or wasn't it? I would be like, but what happens to us? But there's been some really interesting stories in our life. So. Uh, with Pick Trouble and Little Tina, the reason why I like it is because it has great, ho- <clears throat> great Halloween atmosphere. I love that when she enters into her dreams, the first dreams were all really muted in color and tone, but the most end recent final dream is very bright and vivid in its color it's fantastically bright and i like that she like tells the kids which is something that i tell my kids all the time too is like you know what i was wrong to do that and actually my fetal pig is really cool and you shouldn't all be jerks because it's so easy to just be a jerk when you're a teenager you're all very insecure and you all make really dumb things to feel better ah, skeleton hand yeah, just appreciate last, last Halloween twist. Uh, appreciate the effort people put into things. Okay, yeah, it, it was made for six year olds. <laughs> Get off your high horse. <laughs> this this past weekend, um, or you know, about a week ago, um, I was at the Tennessee Medieval Fair, uh, just as a patron, and um, I was talking with one of the vendors, um, uh, from Scapa Leather. Shameless uh, plug for that. S K A P L A. Um. And the uh, the owner, uh, Jenny, and I were talking, and uh, she was telling me about, like, you know, it's just, it's so easy to be nice. It's harder to be mean. Like, why, she didn't understand, like, why people just choose to be mean when it's literally easier to be it's nice. So that very old saying where it takes less muscles to smile than it does to frown, so why are we all frowning? <laughs> but, yeah, it takes no muscles to sit there with a blank expression on their face. Um, my number five is Fortnite. 
Really? It's not because I didn't like it. It's because it's not as strong as the the ones to me that uh, that are coming up. So I'll let you keep going. I will save my opinions when we get to that one because it's going to be a while. Oh wow! Okay. Um. So I really liked Fortnite. Um. The atmosphere. Uh, does kind of uh, definitely get a little claustrophobic at times, which is supposed to. Um, this was the introduction to um, Millie. Millie, that's a Millie Mindy. Frock. Uh, Millie Frock, played by the just indescribably amazing uh, Molly Shannon. Uh, she has a new series uh, out right now, and I kind of actually want to watch it. It's about these kids or these these people. I think they're like. Late teens, early twenties, mid twenties, late twenties, somewhere in that range, um, who their brother becomes like an overnight internet sensation. Like, think Yodeling Kid or uh, um, Chewbacca Mom or something like that. Um, their brother becomes. Do you like our up to date reference, the youth? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Charlie DeMacchio or whatever her face is. Like, th- their brother becomes uh, internet famous very quickly, but apparently it dies down. But they stay famous because their mom, played by Molly Shannon, becomes, like, obsessed with being internet famous. Oh. Yeah. So and it's like, holy shit, that's really well thought out. Like, I mean, because people fucking do that. Look at the fucking Kardashians. So. I enjoy that commentary. Yeah. I like that. So um, I do want to watch that. I forget what it's called. But it's like, I, A, Molly Shannon, and then B, you know like just the idea of itself so but yes we get introduced to millie um louise is like friend or frenemies 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 but like nemesis frenemises yeah um honestly the millie training candidate is one of my favorite episodes it's just so well paced and well done and like the payoff is so good was not expecting it agreed so uh but the uh fortnite um essentially the kids uh build a fort in their uh in the alleyway behind the restaurant uh with a bunch of old boxes they make like an entire like structure where they can you know sit up on a second level of it and uh eventually uh become trapped because a guy parks his truck back there and accidentally traps him in because he's talking on the phone and wasn't paying attention um and uh the b plot of linda and bob Making a being forced to make a costume and b, uh, not really doing a good job, just kind of is not a great like, honestly, if they didn't even like focus on Linda and Bob at all, like they just like barely had them in the back, which they kind of do. Um, but there's another episode where they literally have no B plot, and this episode is stronger for it. So, um, but that's why it's number five for me. It's strong, but not as strong as the rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, number four uh, is actually going to be the first Halloween episode that Bob's Burgers ever had, Full Bars. Yeah, mine is the Nightmare on Ocean Avenue. Um, I did really like the uh, – um, we're, we're going to come back to Full Bars in just a second because uh, I that's a little higher for me. So um, the Nightmare on Ocean Avenue, I really liked the concept. I liked – that the whole street was shut down and it was very, it felt very small town Halloween to me. And I really liked that. Kind of like when you, when, you know, our generation used to trick or treat and like we would, I remember being out until like 11 o'clock one night with a pillowcase full of candy. And like this, that was like, this is the greatest night of my life. 
And I like I ate on that candy for months. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I and I, I didn't I didn't grow up in a small town. I grew up where we kind of live now and I I don't even remember doing Halloween the same way. In fact, I actually had a really bad experience one Halloween uh, that I still talk to my mom about. Uh, and it was, uh, and she's like, I don't think I remember it 100%, but then, like, there are things I didn't remember that, like, actually made it a little worse. So I've told you the story multiple times. Um, and uh, so that kind of small town atmosphere and um, very Halloween-esque and, you know, that there's still stuff going on, you know, for, like, the wharf and... Um, that Bob and Linda are trying to hand out candy. Um, what was the B plot for that one? No, wait, that was the uh, Teddy comp competing. So I, I did like this one. Um, I thought it was, I wanted to rank it higher, but the you know, number three, number two, and number one were just, I liked the, st- the overall story a little bit better. So um, tell me, uh, tell me why you didn't, or why Full Bars wasn't higher in the top three. Um, Football is really memorable, but I think for me, the reason why it ranks lower than the others uh, is just because uh, I really can't stand these teenagers. <laughs> They're just the worst, and I hate that. And I, I like the idea of um, eventually the kids getting the jump on them and turning it around, and that's fun for me. <laughs> yeah, it takes place during Hell Hunt. And the kid is like, the hell hunted have become the hell hunted. Like, ah, so close. Uh, it's, it is a lot of fun. And I do like that when they cross over the ferry, it's a little nerve wracking. It looks creepy. But then they oh, yeah. say, did it just get 10 degrees warmer over here? Did that seagull just wave at me? Like, Hello. <laughs> just the idea, like, is this, how does this not topple your economy having full size candy bars? Or like full on freaking uh, two liters. But now, like, you go to a grocery store, you can get two liters for like a buck. So it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the joy of Halloween is slowly being sucked away because kids realize they can just go and buy it. <laughs> We yeah. they found out the answer and now <laughs> and like even like corporations like figuring out that like oh people are trying to get half price candy so we're not going to make stuff half priced or like ninety five percent off it's like you go in and the candy is still technically good it is on sale or on clearance but it's like it's not as worth it as it used to be like we're oh I'm gonna go to November on November first and get candy like it's not as worth it anymore. Uh- I, I still really like Full Bars. It's probably, uh, it's a great way to start off your Halloween watch for Bob's Burgers if you want to watch them chronologically. I think it's a great introduction to the idea of the Halloween season. This is this is a good episode. And, and the B-plot is really fun with uh, Teddy and Linda going, uh, sorry, with uh, Bob and Linda going to Teddy's party where he's painted everything orange and black, including his guinea pig Francis, who then mysteriously dies. And he just starts interrogating the entire party about who murdered his guinea pig. It's... It really is funny. It's like a good Teddy episode too. It is, yeah. This this was like we've seen we saw how Teddy could be in other episodes before this, but I think this is the one where it's cemented. Teddy can be pretty anxiety driven, uh, pretty manic at times. So, um, but I mean, so that this was number four for you. Yeah. It's number three for me. So full. I really liked um, the kids dynamic. Uh, again, this is one of the. F- first episodes i remember where like the three of them not only worked well together but like learned how to solve things on their own um i did like the the two kids they run into I'm like um they um um, um they throw balloons they pee in them so i i did like uh, i did like those characters and then 
I think honestly, what sold it for me, it was like, it's got to be top three, is uh, eventually they get a f- cell phone of like one of the kids who are doing this hell hunt, who's like the stereotypical, like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm cool, but only in the face of the people I want to have them be impressed with me. <laughs> um, they, and uh, they like get her cell phone, <laughs> the way she says tampons, it's hilarious. And some tampons. Um, but the, uh, eventually they're like, she's driving by, which, where the hell is she going? She drives a lot. She drives everywhere that night and where she's never going to get to that party if she keeps driving around these back streets. And Louise throws the phone like in a final perfect arc to just land it right in the car. And it's even like, it's like spun almost like a disc where it's like nice and flat too. And just crashes on the ground. Like, oh, I thought that was going to work. That was, that was a great moment. And it's like that, that was like, that's a quintessential Bob's work. It's like, you think it may work. And things do kind of eventually work out for them, but it's <laughs> it's just like no, it actually is like not. It's more realistic, so <laughs> that's why it was number three for me. So what's your number three? Uh, my number three is Tina and the Real Ghost. Wow. Uh, it's for me the final three episodes that we're going to talk about are one, two, and three. The A and B plot are interwoven with each other, and I think that makes a stronger episode than when the kids and the parents are doing unrelated activities. So for me, or like it's, the main plot is separate from the the B plot. Exactly. Yeah. So That's this why one, pumpkining was real low on my list because they were super separate. Exactly. This one, it starts off with them all trying to talk to and find this ghost, uh, and that the ghost in the box is important enough that the parents still want him to come back to the restaurant for all of their spectral readings and stuff. I disagree that the ending of the B plot is lame because I really do love. I, that is absolutely what ghost inspectors would do, trying to get out of a bill. Should we tell them? Yeah, we've been dead for 20 years. Oh, my God, they're ghosts. Like, no, they're not. It's like <laughs> I think that was really funny. Uh, I really loved the idea of Jeff the ghost. And I really love that without, knowing, without the audience knowing, Tina takes matters into her own hands that and gets cool, yeah. revenge without being a sad sack and someone else doing it for her. And and. and uh, Tina has proven herself to be a a not a force to be reckoned with, but rather someone who is self assured. For someone who's, I mean, even episode one, she's been pretty, or at least the first season, she's been pretty self assured. Where, um, you know, she doesn't allow things to get to her as much, or you know, she's so self assured, it's almost like she's unaware of things. So I I, I do agree with that. Um, I think. Uh, there are uh, slightly better episodes before that, but this is a good example of it. I will absolutely agree with that. So, um, well, we have two more to go, Aaron, and I'm I am really nervous to see what you think number one is, and I know I'm going to know what number one is based on what your number two is. So, for me, number two is Fortnite. The jokes in Fortnite are popping. Every gag is fabulous. The kids interacting with each other is great. Millie being little Millie. bunny, Millie, little bunny, foo foo, hopping through the forest. Just her, her insanity is so good. The way they get revenge on her at the end. The fact that again, the A and B plot are intertwined. The parents are making the dragon costume for the kids who never should. Like, well, we're gonna go. And it's like. Oh, it's it's Bob from the burger place. Uh, Bo- Come over here, honey. It's Bob from the burger place. Like, no, it's no, not me. It's a kid. It's a kid. <laughs> it's a- no, uh, and then they go trick or treating and get all this candy that the kids don't get. Um, I just there's I have so many goofs. Uh, Gene passing out from spray painting the eyeballs in a confined <laughs> space. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, the the twins, Andy and Ollie. Now oh. our shoes will be together. <laughs> there's just so many good goofs, and it's still 
creepy and Halloween, skip this way. I said skip. There's just so many good, wonderful things about Fortnite. It's one of my favorite Halloween episodes. I I think no Halloween is complete without doing it. And uh, the Candy Randy song at the end is oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as well as the Jeff song for Tina Neville goes, Jeff, do, do, do. Jeff, do. <laughs> just, just real light and airy, like real 70s, like uh, the Jeff. Yeah, very adorable. <laughs> What's your number two, Aaron? <laughs> I'm 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 not surprised that we we both went this way. Number two for me is the Wolf of War Street. I love I loved the uh, the main story of this one. I think if I'd gone back, I would have switched around again. I would have switched around these things a little bit. Um, I don't think this one would have been as high as it is now. I think uh, maybe full bars would have been number two instead. Um, because I did really like full bars, uh, but Wolf of War Street, I there, I love the costumes in this. Um, I love the the characters that kind of get popped in, like with Randy, um, uh, the documentarian. Um, I love the the eventual payoff uh, or the actual actual payoff. I love Bob uh, having the interactions with Teddy under like a paranoid drug induced state and like almost like paranoia slash or not paranoia. Sorry. Uh, like there's a couple movies that are really much like this where like someone has to kind of use their wits to survive in a horror setting and like he thinks he has to survive teddy who's actually a werewolf because he's like he's got bit or something like that and like and he's like what what is that oh it's just it's just a rash and it's not actually it's a bite but it's teddy just being like awkward and stuff like that so i did like that i i really really like the payoff um, with who actually, or what the wolf actually is, uh, not with what we see with Linda and the kids, but like with, uh, um, with on that side. With Bob, I, I really did see a wolf. Sure you did, honey. Yeah, sure, sure. You sure. Did. Uh, Randy, why are you here? Uh, <laughs> didn't they tell you, Bob? I live here now. <laughs> so I did. I did like. I, I liked all of that, and and I, of course, Sheriff just just hits home every time for me. So. But I, I will say before we get to number one, actually my favorite B plot because uh, this the the paranoid Bob was my my runner up for best B plot. Uh, my favorite B plot was actually Teddy's Halloween party from uh, uh, Full Bars because it, again it introduces Bob and there's some um, there's some great moments. It's like <laughs> let me let me help out. I can do mouth mouth. <laughs> I've got good lungs. <laughs> <I've got> good... <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> and like him checking everyone's shoes. Uh, Mike, the mailman. Oh yeah, Mike the mailman. Sorry. Uh, there's a construction pal that Teddy has that we see in season two, episode one, and he makes a couple appearances, including this one. Okay. He's like, my friend told me he's having a seven bean or a three bean salad, and I'm supposed to bring one of the beans. How weird is that? You know, like <laughs> just. Uh, like I like some of these, like the introduction of the characters. Like Mike is a bunny just because of like, cotton tape to his his back. You could have been surfing Frankenstein, but you were too good for surfing Frankenstein. So I really like that. But I have a feeling since we've not named it yet, I think we both have the same number one. So you want to say it on the count of three? One, two, three. The, the haunting. haunting. It's. So good, you guys. This is Bob's Burgers at its peak. This one this gave me nightmares. Of, this is one of their best episodes, period. Oh, without a doubt. This is yes. one of my favorite episodes that they've ever done. Absolutely. This is, 
this is ingenuity and writing for Bob's Burgers at its best. I think the family dynamic on Bob's Burgers is so good because we've seen the family dynamic in so many other animated family sitcoms, and I hate all of the other ones. They're all <laughs> they're all terrible, is what they're they just are. Awful. They're all awful, and I really do love Bob's Burgers because they're not just all stereotypes, and they do clearly care for each other a lot, even begrudgingly. So you can still you still see that family familia familiar whatever you want to call it just acceptance of each other yeah the the idea behind this this is the episode that gave me nightmares absolutely it did i was genuinely creeped out while watching it especially when they get to the top of the stairs like that was the turning point for me like oh, oh my god yeah. yes like oh my god yeah that was that, okay this is like un, unnecessarily creepy that's so creepy um i love the atmosphere they build the entire yeah. way when you when i first watched this i had no idea what was going on I'm like oh holy shit this is terrifying this is is this real the fact that I didn't know until the end, the Same. fact that the audience does not know until the end what is going on is chef's kiss. And I don't think we should spoil it. The, no, you no, definitely, we are not. If you have not seen this episode, go watch it. If you have seen this episode, I think you would agree with us because I've read a couple uh, things like best Bob's Burgers episodes and like one of their Christmas episodes, you, you know which one. I know which one. Yeah, that one is one of their best written episodes. Um, but in this one is their best written. Like if it is not number one, it's top three minimum. The jokes are fantastic. Mm -hmm. I love the haunted house that the parents put on for them. It's dad, I just want to say, I really appreciate you as a dad. Yeah, I'm having a good childhood. <laughs> not right now, but in general. In general. Um, uh, just it's. The atmosphere is great. It builds up that subtle, suspenseful horror. The jokes are good. The family dynamic is good. The entire way, I love all of it. You absolutely should watch The Haunting. It is our yeah. favorite Halloween Bob's Burgers episode. <laughs> and to, to reiterate, yes, the, the, the setup is so well done, and I love just the payoff. It's so good. And this is and one of the rare ones that does not have a B-plot. It yes. is all together, and I think that's all why. the way, and that's why it's so good, I think. And, I, and you kind of hit on something, and um, as I'm thinking more and more about Bob's Burgers, this is where it's a little better, where some of the things are a little better. Some of their episodes uh, that are better overall, the B-plot and the A-plot are far, far more related. There are plenty of them where they're not. Mm -hmm. um, but the, some of the, like, these... Uh, I think some of the, like the themed episodes, like Halloween, Thanksgiving, uh, everything like that. I think it is because they are so interwoven. Yeah, most of the ones I like so much. Uh, when the kids go be uh, blueberry farmers, uh, <laughs> again, it starts off. The, Mickey, Mickey is such a great character. The, the inciting incident is is joined effectively at the beginning and the end, and mm -hmm. everything that's happening with both of them is related in that way. It's all good. Uh, the bank hostage crisis, uh, the shark. Uh, coming up the jaws the 3d yes, deepening um, everything where they all have to work together and Hell, play off like each other mother daughter laser razor i love that one so much and so in the so it's the kids bonding with each of their individual familial parents like that's so good not it's related in that way it's yeah. different but it's the same it's that's when it's best when they're all playing together in the same space exactly i think honestly like their their better episodes are where they these two do have good convergences. So and that's um, why we like the Thanksgiving episodes so much because they I are like how I use that word only because of uh, uh, the Legend of Korra. <laughs> so yes, 
our list uh, is it was wild and varied. Yes, we had my worst was Aaron's almost favorite. So there's a lot of them to yeah. pick from. Uh, but I like that we we didn't plan this. I like so much that our favorite was the same. I I pretty much knew that. I thought we were going to be a little bit more similar at the top, but it's very interesting that we're so mixed. I think the number one is the only time that we coincided like that. That's exactly right. There was a couple that were like one off from each other, but most of the time they were at least varied. So, um, but that's what's great about Bob's, Bob's Burgers. If you like the show, there are plenty of people who don't like that humor. Sure. And if you don't, you don't. Honestly, it took me I think till season two or three to really understand why this was funny because i remember at one point my folks were just watching it and laughing their asses off just like i don't get it and then they said a joke i'm like oh that's how you're supposed to take this stuff and then i went back and rewatched. watched them like okay i get it now i kind of like this and then it's just grown from there so yeah, i show, love bob's burgers this yeah. is a comedy that makes me smile and it makes me happy it's it's wholesome without being corny it, yeah it's it but it is corny but it's but it's not overly corny. It's realistic without being overly realistic. It's uh, they have plenty of like they'll they'll still do cutaways like Family Guy or they'll have that those weird ass situations like a candy cane truck hunt or hunting day, like a Christmas retelling of sorts of Duel. This is so just mind bogglingly funny. Like how they take these situations and they apply them from in different ways. So, um, but yes, haunting. Ing, um, number almost number one episode, if not number one, absolutely. absolutely. So go check out Bob's Burgers if it's on Hulu. If you have Hulu, um, they I think they played on Fox too, but I, really it's mostly on Hulu. Um, start from the beginning if you haven't. Honestly, season one holds a very special place in my heart because comparative season one and season eleven are com- entirely different episodes and like. Story structures, characters, like there's a lot of similarities with obviously with the characters and everything like that, but like just the way they set this stuff up in in season one versus season eleven, it's We're different. We're only to season twelve now. Yeah, no, I'm that's I'm because season twelve is still happening, so I'm I can going. at least compare, you know, one and eleven. And you can also see from our list that it wasn't that early episodes good, old episodes. I'm a little bit leaning towards that way, but not as much. No, I think I, I, some in it's in it's like with other shows. Sometimes they hit like they hit a good stride, and sometimes they are hit and miss. But I, Bob's Burgers, I usually find a reason to enjoy every episode. Um, but, uh, but what was your favorite? You can go to our Facebook yeah. page and comment what your favorite Halloween Bob's Burgers episode is, and we hope you all have just a lovely Halloween. And and another reason why the haunting. Is the best episode? Why is that? Well, you know, as I just, I love you so much, it's scary. Oh my god, yes! I'm so sorry. I, I thought we were I like have... how you're trying to wrap up. I'm like, we're missing a pretty big point here. Oh my god, that's why. Oh my god, you're so right. Because if you weren't going to say that it was the best episode, I was going to pull out. It has "I love you so much, it's scary" as its final song. That is straight fire. It should be on your Halloween party playlist. It's on ours. It is so good. It's especially so if you grew up in the 90s with boy bands this is a especially like the uh backstreet boys uh backstreet's back all right if you were in that era as liz and i were this is straight fire it's so, so good it's so bad and so good at the same time i love it so th- many 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 reasons why this episode's so good so 
yes be sure to check it out tell us what your favorite episode tell us what your favorite episode in general is if it's not the haunting what is your favorite episode we would love to hear from uh from our listener <laughs> you're so rude to our second Sorry. listener <laughs> hey i love them both equally <laughs> oh, listener a you're my favorite <laughs> like always we hope you have much candy much spook much fun this halloween season yeah be safe out there um you know with with everything that's still going around and um you know don't get too bad i know it's on a sunday so you know just don't put yourself in those situations i i've had some bad experiences in my lifetime listen and to your podcast mom and dad we have we only care about what's best for you exactly so uh until next time she's been elizabeth he's been Aaron, and, and we're, we're married, married to the, the idea, idea.